0: Welcome to Inside the Agency. I'm your host, Michelle Govan.
1: I'm your co-host, Nicole Shawcross.
0: Welcome to Inside the Agency. Good morning. June 1st, first episode. 1st. First episode on the first, why not? Why not go for it? So we thought we'd talk a little bit about me, talk a little bit about Nicole, a bit about the business and and bring you into this new podcast and see what you think. Uh, I became an agent in 1996 for a previous employer and then unfortunately got let go and three months later started performers management in 1997. Um, It's now been 23 and a bit years of bliss. Of bliss? Would you would you uh, constitute it as (laughs) bliss? I'm just having fun with the word of bliss. I think bliss can have. There has been bliss, and there has been blisters. (laughs) Yes, some tears. Definitely a lot of sweat and tears. uh, But you know, it's it's been an amazing ride. And started the business with basically nothing and an old beep or an old computer, and and then you know it grew from there. Grew from a basement suite with a newborn baby on my lap. So
1: fun times to an epic enterprise.
0: It sounds like we're on Star Trek. Yeah. And then, you know, what was it? Four years ago this August? Yes,
1: it is. Four years. Nicole arrived in my office to do I a self-tape. I did. <laughs> I came as a reader for my friend, Joe, who told me that you were looking for an assistant.
0: Yes, I was. I think I had been assistantless for about a year, which was Oh, it was a challenge, but, uh, yeah, it was, it was interesting. You came in the office, then Joe was, Hey, 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 are you looking for a new assistant? I've got someone for you. Uh, and then there he you He told
1: me, cause I think Corey was leaving. He knew Corey was leaving and he said, Oh, I think my agent's looking for a new assistant. And I thought, well, Hey, I could do that job. That would be great. It's in my neighborhood. I could come home for lunch. I could walk my dog. Does it still and- feel great? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still <laughs> <Why care? please. laughs> and, um, and he didn't, I said, well, let her know if she needs any help. I'm happy to come in and meet with her. And he didn't say anything because he's like, I don't want to say anything in front of Corey. And then he he brought me in as a reader so I could meet you. And then he dropped it when I was there, which I thought was an interesting way of going about it. Yes. Thank you, Joe. Well, at least now it's been <laughs> almost four years. Four years of bliss for you too, right, Nicole? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no, it's been a really great experience and a really great learning curve and... um years and years ago, I wanted to be an actor. So it was really nice to be back in that industry again and in a different capacity from a more behind the scenes and see how it all works. Cause I still have a lot of friends who are actors and I see their perspective and it was nice to have a bit of insight from the other side.
0: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I, I was offered modeling contracts when I was younger, but unfortunately I had a very sick mom and I wasn't able to take the contracts and go to New York and and try out to be, you know, a supermodel, let's say, or model. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, you know, I think it's created this natural advocate in me because I wasn't able to follow that dream that uh, I can help others do something similar in acting. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I fell into this job too, just like Nicole, this is not where I thought I'd be. This is not my background. My background is marketing, which obviously can definitely work in this industry. Um,
1: But I think it's worked in your favor too, because you do have to market um, talent and know what direction they're going. Lots of branding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Big ideas, solutions. Yeah.
0: So basically we want to create a podcast where actors can tune in and get real information and we'll be very blunt about how we feel about things. And, you know, basically, you know, our job every day is to facilitate dreams and and find actors great projects, great roles, which will
1: hopefully feed their creative drive. (laughs) Absolutely. I think too, it's sometimes bridging the gap. I feel like there's... We are sometimes um, the, the odds behind the curtain. And I think a lot of times the actors don't always know what we're seeing from our side. And I think it's a great way to kind of pull back the curtain and get some information directly from an agent that's been in the industry for so long and um, get that insight, get that information, get that knowledge. Yeah, you know, just call me Oz. Actually, I used to be called Jerry Maguire because when I did
0: start my company, it was with <laughs> no money and basically a prayer. And uh, I remember people being like, well, how many clients do you have? And I think at the time I had three and they were all kids. And they're like, oh, you're like Jerry Maguire. Now I get more the nickname of Ari Gold. I don't know what's changed over the past 23 years
1: because hmm. you're tough.
0: You're tough <laughs> as nails. <laughs> yeah, my skin definitely got tough, right? I used to cry probably on, I would say three days a week. When I first started this job, I was super sensitive and I remember an old casting director who's no longer casting. uh, I was on the phone to him and my daughter came down the stairs because at the time I worked from home, she was only four years old and she was screaming at me and he goes, am I talking to an agent or a child? Let me know and call me back when you're ready. Smash and smashed on the phone. I thought, oh my God, what am I going to do? It's just, it's a very different business. I mean, when I started, it was, you know, you'd get a fax of characters on a breakdown and you would pull headshots and resumes and create binders or packages and have to courier to casting and then wait for them to fax back selections for audition. So everything took about a week.
1: Now everything's done in hours. I couldn't imagine the manpower needed to get all of that together.
0: Yeah. Well, it was crazy. I mean, again, and then we had to confirm either by phone or beeper let's be honest here. We were on beepers. very few of us had cell phones <laughs> at that time. Uh, so yeah, the confirmations were either by phone or by fax. So that, the shame is though, you know, we have lost a lot of personal touch. We used to communicate all day with casting directors, talk to them, see how they're doing. Uh, I think this whole COVID situation has brought us back to communicating more and less online. So maybe it's a good thing that we'll start connecting more, more with heart. I hope
1: mm-hmm. Absolutely. it was
0: all done that way. Oh my gosh. You just speak to casting all day, every day. I think the other funny thing was I had to invest in renting a large copier because at the time, if someone wanted a script, you can just email it. You had to print it. And these scripts, as you know, are about a hundred, well, episodics are about 80 pages and it goes up to like 150 if it's a feature. So I had this huge copier that costs almost half what my rent cost. And it took up a large part of my tiny basement suite, but it had to sort so I could print like six scripts at a time. So it was a huge investment, but so neat at the time. And then I would leave the scripts on the staircase of my basement suite outside with little notes saying who it was for, for pickups.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. I couldn't even imagine, or trying to do like filing headshots, f- updating resumes, having
0: stacks of those well if we had a resume update the funny thing is it wasn't like hey you just updated on casting workbook or breakdown you actually updated it on a paper resume and then when you sent that casting director your new clients headshots and resumes to add to their binder that you've already given them you also sent the resume updates so you had a pile with a paper clip of resume updates and then the new clients with a different paper clip stating that they were the new people so yeah it's it's we've come a really long way and and the business has grown at the same time. I mean, we were working uh, all without digital before. So when everything went digital, another huge shift happened because we, went, we weren't digital. The shoots would go on for four months. Like a movie of the week would take closer to, I think, eight weeks, yeah, two months. And now what, they do them in two and a half weeks? But that's a different, going digital. But with going digital, the income also went down because you could book someone that was just doing a small bit part, but she had 10 days on a movie, And now that bit part is barely half a day. So, you know, the salaries have changed. Back in the day, we could do double, triple, quadruple scale. Now it's lucky if we can get double scale. So yeah, lots of changes.
1: Do you find there's more projects now with all the different streaming sites that are happening? Yeah, I mean,
0: we could only handle so much back in the day because again, you know, if it was a feature film, they would take up your cruise for four to six months now a feature film can shoot in two to three, but uh, yeah, definitely a lot more content than what we've ever seen. But at the same time as agents now we are so much busier because we used to maybe respond to three breakdowns, four breakdowns max a day. I think between the jurisdictions of New York, LA, Toronto, Vancouver, and surrounding areas, Nicole and I see an upwards of what, 150 a day? At the very least, I couldn't imagine just doing three a day. <laughs> Yeah. That would we'll be of like, time to stuff in new, uh, envelopes. for <laughs> <We're> casting. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Everything took a lot longer, but you know, I, I love how the business has progressed and, and I just hope we get to see more creative projects, especially coming out of the situation we're in right now. I know we're going to be faced with a lot of movie, of the weeks. So I think a lot of musicals, a lot of happy, go lucky rom-coms. Uh, it's going to be a different world. So. A happy laughable world. Hopefully. I- we I all need so. some laughter. I think everything's gone very sterile. I, you know, the whole point is being on a creative set is everybody's hugging and united, most likely. Some sometimes not so much, but you know, and everybody is very much a group and a team and a family. And I think we're going to see some changes, especially with being restricted to, you know, how you can socialize, how you can touch someone. It's it's bizarre. If I really look back, I've seen probably four huge changes in this
1: industry. And this is probably gonna be one of the biggest one. I think so. I think it's gonna be a huge change worldwide for a lot of a lot of different industries. Yeah, I'm struggling with the masks
0: everywhere. I'm not a big fan. So I can't imagine a crew, you know, this big happy crew. I'm used to going to visit film sets. I'm sure visits are going to be revoked because I'm another person to add to the list of how many people that are allowed to be in one space. Right now we're maxed at 50. So, and we're still not able to film. We're still waiting to film. We're counting down the days. We're ready to start. Yeah, we're uh, in a COVID lockdown situation. So luckily we're just coming out of lockdown, but we're in phase two and filming is phase three. We've been put with concerts, which I really don't understand. I really don't understand how we weren't able to film with 50 people or less. I know we could have done definitely a lot of movie, the weeks and Canadian content and, you know, yeah, it'd be nice for the borders to open, but really we can
1: still get going. Mm-hmm. I guess we'll see. I think Vancouver. I think we're in a good spot right now, just with our numbers, which is great for us. And I think hopefully that will help perpetuate the start sooner rather than later.
0: Yeah, I hope so. I think it's. I think it's time to grow. I think it's time to to see life differently, the world differently. I think it's it's definitely time to be grateful for everything we're given. Mm-hmm. I hope actors will be excited when we send appointments. Fingers <laughs> crossed. And and not self sabotage or or have uh, reasons to not go or tape themselves I think right now again it, it's time to be grateful for every opportunity it's time to seize those opportunities obviously not a project you don't like or a character you don't you know connect with but it's definitely a new time and it's
1: definitely a time to to say yes right Nicole it's a yes time it's absolutely a yes time uh, what would you say is your biggest takeaway as an agent and what have you learned the most over the last 23 years?
0: I think it's about personal connection. I think it's it's super important that when an actor meets with agents that they feel a special connection. It should almost feel like uh, how, this metaphor might be a bit strange to use, but it's almost like a romantic connection when you meet someone in your life and they spark interest or they spark something special. Um, I feel that an agent actor have to have some kind of bond. I think if you're going in with a more analytical brain and you're thinking, oh, I, this person's in charge of my business, I'm just going to give them very minimal to know about me and, and treat it like a business and, and not really get to know each other. And you know, I think that, unfortunately, creates some disconnect. And, and you don't quite get to know the actor well. Uh, I find actors, when you get to know them and they become more vulnerable and they open up, I think the trust is greater. That's something I need trust with my clients. I need my clients to believe that I can achieve the job for them. I can always sense when uh, there's doubt. So I think my biggest thing is, is just to have a true connection in this job. This job requires it. And then I think, oh my gosh, the last 23 years, I have so many stories. I have, I have a story where a client of mine uh, was trying to be subpoenaed to be a witness. A girl was kidnapped from her store and... Uh, It sounds awful, but her boyfriend came in and took her out of the store, grabbed her arms and and dragged her out. And I guess it was a kidnapping court situation. And uh, she had just booked the Chris Isaac show and it was 10 episodes and so much money and such a huge opportunity for her. So we actually hid her from being subpoenaed. Uh, We didn't send her to work. We moved her to a different place to live just so she could stay safe. And I remember speaking, I remember calling and saying, look, you're not going to find her. Uh, unless you're prepared to pay her what she's going to lose for her contract, you will not find her. She didn't see anything. She's not going to help your case in any way. So please understand this. And you know what? I had an amazing lawyer on the other end and and the attorney said, I totally get it. And we wish her all the best. And thank God. I mean, there have been times I've got people out of being um, a juror, There have been times where I've helped relationships come together. There have been times where I've helped actors make very tough decisions, life decisions that I I don't even want to talk about. Uh, I have a lot of secrets. (laughs) I've held a lot of secrets over the years for a lot of different people. I think, again, uh, being an agent is a special job where you get to really connect the artist to the work. And
1: I can't wait to see what happens next, even with
0: this crazy new world we're living in.
1: Absolutely. But how amazing too, to have, you have been such an advocate in not only a career, and I think it's nice to see that part of you as well, personally, because I see how much you fight for your clients, not only from a business perspective, from, but from a personal perspective. And I think as well, that's why those relationships are so important as well.
0: Yeah. I, my actors, my family, they mm-hmm. truly are. I I don't know what my life would be like without them. So. You're just as important to me as I hope I am to you. And I absolutely, yeah. I hope this podcast brings some education, some light, like I said, some laughs moving forward. So let us know what you want to know. We'll tell you the brutal truth.
1: (laughs) What do you want to know from inside the agency? Yeah,
0: that's a wrap for inside the agency. Thanks, guys.
1: Bye.